And here we go. I guess I'm not going to show you something cute. Okay. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast from P-Town. I just sneezed, so I'm a little stuffly right now. And how is my host? It was probably from that line of cocaine you just did. Maybe. Gets all up in your nasal cavities and causes you to have a sneezing fit. Oh, is that what it does? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't know, so I thought it was just because, you know, I sneezed. Um, Hey, everybody. Hope everybody's having a good week out there. Um, Just so you're aware, for those of you that like to spend money, we are now up on Amazon Music as well. Nice. So we've got got Spotify. We have got, you can listen like on Anchor. We've got Apple Music, Stitcher, Spotify Music, or uh, Amazon Amazon Music. And then uh, there's a couple other ones like Podbean, I think. It's up there, and some other, uh, like, not as big of well-known players. But, anyhow, so uh, that's kind of cool. Congratulations. It doesn't take a whole lot to excite me these days. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Uh, but- lots, of hap- lots has happened since uh, last week's episode. What happened? Well... I have an infected tooth all the way down to the root, mm-hmm. so I'm on antibiotics for that. And I get to have a root canal on Thursday. Mm-hmm. That will be fun. I'm very looking forward to that. It's got to be better than the one I had when I was a teenager. I've never had one. Good for you. I probably do a better job of brushing yes, than you do. I'm sure that's what it is. Um, and then I decided to throw my hat in for to run for the school board. So that'll be fun. That'll be an exciting journey. Yes, it will. We'll so, see what happens. May 16th is the uh, voting day. Yeah, so any of you folks that are in our area, you know who to vote for. Pringle? Yeah. It doesn't just have to be, it's Pringle, right? Well, Kirk, Kirk County. All of Kirk County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So um, make sure you get out there and exercise your right to vote. Right. And uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, Good things will come of this. Yep. And hopefully her head won't get too big and swollen and she'll still oh, talk to me and have time grief. to do the podcast and stuff with all of her press interviews and paparazzi running oh, around all grief. over the place. That's not how this rolls. Go in with your highfalutin friends. And, oh, and I don't want to be seen with that guy anymore. Are you done? Not yet. I'll still think of more as we go on through this. Yay. So, um, actually... We're going to jump into the news you can use uh, from our news correspondent. Thank you, news correspondent. And this is kind of interesting. Did our sports correspondent leave us? Evidently. Oh. Must not care about Well, I know they're coaching uh, a baseball team. So. Oh. Uh, so it says here that there are actually two different lawsuits by two different detransition teams against Kaiser. What's a detransition? They went through the transition from male to female, and now they transitioned back, or from male, female to male, and then the, oh. the transition back. Okay. Uh, the first one, or the one of them, a detransition teen sues Kaiser Permanente for du- performing double mastectomy on her at the age of thirteen. So, detransition oh. teenager teenager Layla Jane is suing 
Permanente Medical Group and Kaiser Foundation Hospitals, the medical providers who performed a double mastectomy on her when she was just 13 years old after beginning to identify as transgender. I don't think I should have been allowed to ha to change my sex before I was legally able to have sex, Jane told Fox News' Laura Ingraham last Thursday. I don't think I'm better off for the experience, and I think transitioning just completely added fuel to the fire that was my pre-existing conditions, Jane said. She previously struggled with mental health, including suicidal ideation, before deciding to transition going into adolescence. Her attorney, Harmeet Dillon, alleged Jane's caregivers failed to administer the necessary mental health treatments before performing the double mastectomy and never informed her that 80% to 90% of teens eager to transition desist from doing so. Informed consent was missing here, Dillon said during the segment. It is impossible for a child to give informed consent. It is impossible for parents who are not fully informed and with a child that was not properly treated uh, also give that consent. Jane's lawsuit, according to reports from The Blaze, alleged doctors warned her of an increased risk of suicide as she failed to transition to male, adding that they gave her parents a binary option of living with a live son or suffering the consequence of having a dead daughter. What the hell does that mean? Well, what that, does that last statement mean? Well, I don't know, but there's lots to unpack here. Uh-huh. For one, what... Your job as a parent is to protect Ex your child. Right. And somebody had to pay for these surgeries. Right? That You can't make a decision at 13, yeah, 13 or 12. Right. And then I, it just... Carumba. I don't know. The the parent... I think the parents are part at fault here, too. They want to be I mean, they, they tell the kid, you know what? You wait until you're... I wanted something as simple as a tattoo. And my parents made me wait until I was 18. Right. And they said, when you're uh, that age, you can decide if you want it or not. But for now, you're not getting it. Right. Why is that such a hard thing? Yeah. Can you imagine what your parents would say if you told them you wanted to have your... I... Yeah. So, anyhow. Well, I hope she wins. Yeah, I do hope she wins the lawsuit because cause on the other side of that, you have the hospital who obviously didn't give her Negligence. the counseling that she needed right. and whatnot. And they didn't, they did the surgery. I mean, they just did it. You can't go out and drive a car at the age of 13. Right? Why do they it, think they can make a life, literally, life altering decision? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. So, okay. anyhow. Oy. Well, I'm rooting for Jane. I don't think that's her real name, but go well, Jane. What's funny is at the beginning of it, oh, Layla Jane is her name. Oh, Layla. So, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like that island in Hawaii. Oh, no. Come on, I want to lay you. No. Nope. Um, so, useless facts, and this came from the news correspondent, not from me. So, just before you start getting all high and mighty on me oh great thanks news correspondent a pig's orgasm lasts for 30 minutes what why why do you do i need to preview this crap before we actually go on air i don't nobody know nobody cares i think i'm going to transition to a pig no i kind of already am a pig oh my gosh you tell me that all the time oh my gosh this is a tough new this is a tough one tonight you're in a mood um did you know that on average, a hundred people choke to death on ballpoint pins every year? Are you a pin chewer? 
No. Were you one of those kids in school that would bite on your pencil? Yes. Yeah, you did that. Or you'd take I didn't and put eat a bit my pencil. I didn't eat my pencil. I ate crayons. <laughs> that shows. And you sniffed glue, didn't you? Yeah. You ate it too. Glue is actually kind of tasty. The white Elmer stuff. Nope. You don't tell me you never ate any glue. I never ate it. Oh, good grief. Not... There's not a single person in this world who ne- never eaten glue. I've never eaten glue. Oh, I've good grief. I smelled grief. it. Look at you running for the school board. Now that you're all of a sudden, you're better than everybody else. <laughs> I know. Maybe in your class, y'all ate glue. My class, we didn't eat glue. Yeah. We were getting an education. You guys smoked crack yeah oh speaking of which one of your class members is no longer with us i understand that that's sad i know it was very sad it was a very tragic accident yeah that's too bad um so now that we're on the subject of deaths uh kicking king who was 25 he was an Irish thoroughbred racehorse and he was a national hunt racehorse trained in strafan County Kildare, Ireland, by Tom Taffyafter. Uh, his successful debut in a national hunt flat race, um, Kicking King amassed more than 800,000 lira in his prize money and had six grade one or grade one wins to his name. Hmm. I'm sorry he passed away. I'm going to change my name. To Kicking, Kicking Ass. Oh, no. Because you always call me an ass. And so if I was just kicking. Wow. Wow. Are we done yet? Yeah. Really? Remember when the kids would go to school and they say, what your parents' name? And they say, Jen and Jack. No, they never said that. Uh, Willis Reed was 80 years old. He was American Hall of Fame basketball player for the New York Knicks. And he was a coach of the New Jersey Nets. And an NBA champion in 1970 and 1973 died of heart failure. Best year ever. So we're getting back up into the age where people probably should be dying. Is you know, right. 80s and stuff instead of these 28-year-old athletes. Or 19. I read about a 19-year-old boxer that suddenly died today. Yeah, it's a weird coincidence. Uh-huh. Um, Paul Grant, who is 56, uh, was a British actor. He played in Return of the Jedi, uh, The Labyrinth. You remember that show? Never watched it. David Bowie, wasn't it? No, I don't know. And the dead. Um, he was a stuntman. He died. Aww. Hal Dresner, who was 85 and was an American screenwriter, uh, he wrote The Eggers, the Eiger Sanction and Zorro the Gay Blade. What? Or Zorro the Gay Blade. And then a bunch of S's. This, I wonder if it's about a snake. Lance Reddick. I didn't. Uh, Lance Reddick was 60 years old and he was an American actor and he played in The Wire. Fringe, mm-hmm. John Wick, and he was also a musician. And I think that's a picture of him right there. The University of Phoenix. University right? of Phoenix. That's where, you know what football player graduated from the University of Phoenix? Uh, no. He was a wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, the guy with really long black hair. Well, that narrows it down to <laughs> wide receivers in the NFL. Um, it was always nicely braided. Um um. Oh shoot! Uh, Robert, um, it was a bird. No. Um, oh, give me his initials. L. F. Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. There See? you go. There you go. 
I think he graduated because he told his mom he was always going to graduate from college or something like that. Well, good for him. Um, I remember that story. And yeah. somehow, I can't remember what got me thinking about this, but remember Lance Armstrong had his uh, had his Tour de France titles taken away from yeah. him or something? Well, they said he was taking... They said he was taking performance-enhancing drugs or something like that. Right. But then I also had heard one time that Lance Armstrong was also... What he would do is he would um, have blood drawn before the race, mm-hmm. and he'd have it re-injected back into his body. Mm-hmm. like Fresh blood. Yeah, like fresh blood. I guess it, get, it was like an adrenaline boost or something. Right. And I'm not sure if they considered that the, uh, the performance-enhancing drugs that he was taking. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. But... On the flip side of that, now they're allowing transgendered men to compete in women's sports. And aren't they taking certain drugs to make them more well, one make, or the other? Well, make them, I think they take more, they take it like estrogen pills or something. But right. yeah, it's just, it's amazing the things that we wouldn't have allowed back in the days that are being allowed now. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, we sound like a couple old codgers sitting on the front porch. Back in my day, I that never would have. Right? But you're older than me, so. I am. There's that. Mm-hmm. Cougar. Yep. Okay. Thank you, news correspondent, for that wonderful news. You can't stop thinking about the pig. Let's, let's let that go next time, right? Okay. So, talking about um, this week, our episode is CIA Black Sites. And I'm hoping that I don't get sniped after talking about this. But who is going to come over here and snipe you? I don't know. Maybe the CIA. Maybe they'll send Jason Bourne out or something. Oh, for the love of whatever is good. You never know. He knows that I didn't get my gun perfectly sighted in last weekend, so I can't fight back as good. Yeah, well, if if you need to shoot him at long range, we're in trouble. But if he decides to come in here, then, you know. Bill will take him out. I'll protect you. So... First of all, they'll get this out of the way. That everybody gets all up in arms about. You've heard about CIA black sites, right? Oh, for crap! Seriously, you haven't? No. My goodness gracious! I don't get out. Every one of these episodes must just be a big enlightening moment for your life, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, I talk. I, I don't talk about stuff that's that. You remember Singman Ree? Where we talked about this one. So, anyhow. I remember the guy. What's that guy? I can't remember his name. Chiang Kai-shek? Yep. Yeah. He's a bad dude. So, everybody gets all up in arms about the U.S. having uh, these black sites. But when I was looking at this, there's a ton of other countries that um, also operate their own black sites with their secret uh, force MI6 or MI5 or whatever. Um, And then on top of that, if you look at... Places like North Korea who have their detention camps. Time out. Are you going to tell me what a CIA black site is? You going to listen to the episode? Oh, sorry. We're going to go through this? I thought you I thought you made it sound like everybody knows what it is, so you were jumping in and... Okay, sorry. Well, I don't know if I really explained fully what a black site is. Okay, then. So basically, what these black sites are, are secret base secret detention centers where like when they capture a high value target mm-hmm. uh they take them there to one of these black sites and then they interrogate them okay 
and I hope I'm not giving too much away from the uh, whole rest of the story here to fill in the co-host, <laughs> but um, like when you get taken to one of these CIA black sites, they don't exactly read you Miranda rights. Well, you're a bad dude if you're going there, so. Yeah, they don't, I mean, you are not offered an attorney. Right. You are not offered to, you know, anything you say can and will be used against you. It's going to be used against you. And if you don't say anything, they're going to make you say something. Right, okay. So. Is it kind of like what we watch on The Blacklist? Kind of, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Okay. So. Thank you. Back into the story. Okay. Uh, in North Korea, these detention camps and their work camps that they have up there, they're worse than these black sites ever thought of being. There are stories in these North Korean camps that it's so bad that, like, people will rat out their own family members so they can get, like, an extra loaf of bread or something. Like, they'll tell their, uh... Captors? Their, their, the guards or whatever that their mom was talking bad about Kim Jong-un or whatever, and they'll end up killing her or something, and this kid... You know, he gets one less lashing that night or something. So, we're not all bad. So, additionally, it's also been discussed that in these black sites, they utilize what is known as enhanced interrogation. Mm-hmm. In, enhanced interrogation. Um, so, you know, when you watch TV shows and they sit the person down at the desk and ask them if they want a drink of water, mm-hmm. can I get you coffee? They don't really do that here. <laughs> um they use kind of more direct tactics, kind of like um, basically beating you. Or they will uh, give, have sleep or food or water deprivation. They make you stay awake um, for hours and hours on end. Uh, the sleep deprivation, when I was saying, they put you in a cell that's so small that you can't lay down. Right. Which, I don't know if that'd be so bad because you could just kind of lean against the wall, I think. Till your legs buckled. Well, but if it's so small, I think you'd just stay propped up there or something. But um, but they keep you awake for hours and hours upon end, um, which can cause you to hallucinate. Uh, it was also listed that sometimes they do tickle torture. Well, that's dumb. So I thought that was only something that happened in the showers. Oh, good grief. Uh, we won't get into that. And now a lot of people, they get up on their holy soapbox about this type of interrogation, but I think you also need to look at the numbers of lives that they save by getting the information out of the detainees. Um, the people that they are so-called torturing would keep on doing what they're doing and probably don't feel bad about it at all that got them landed in one of these sites for the first place because they're doing a jihad or something. Um, it's kind of like the old moral question of would you look someone in the eye and shoot them if you're going to possibly save other lives. What? So there, they, they did this, this study. And if you've got a train heading down a track, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if the train goes this way down the track, it's going to hit uh, a person. Like a child, right? But you can make the switch of the train... And make it go down this other track to where it hits a bunch of people. So you're going to sacrifice this one person or these bunch of people. Why wouldn't you just get the people out of the way? That's not part of the options. They're tied on the train tracks. Well, then someone needs to go save them. So then there was the other moral question that they said of, so if the train's hidden down this 
way of the tracks, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of people that are going to be killed. Mm -hmm. Or it's heading down this way of the tracks, and it's just going to hit this one person, right? Right. Which would you do? Well, a lot of people said they would push it down this way of the track. But this way of the track was going over a bridge where that one person was at. And they said, would you push him off of the track to the ground so that the train wouldn't kill him? So that he ended up dying from the fall. And a bunch of people had a real moral problem with them being the one that pushes him off and killing him versus the train hitting him and killing him. Well, yeah, it's all morally wrong. The end result's kind of the same, though. But it's, well, is it morally wrong, though? Because if you let the train continue down the track that it's going, it's going to kill 15 people. But if you let continue down this way of the track, if you if you make the change so that it goes down this way of the track, it only kills one person. You're still killing people. You yourself are still killing people. But you have to make a decision. So, I mean, why do people feel bad if they're the ones that push him off or if you're deciding that, well, I have to decide this track right I, now? I don't know. I don't, yeah. So, Anywho. Anyhow, that's, uh, that's like, what he's... I don't like morally questions like that. Moral. Yeah. So technically speaking, a black site is a place that holds enemy combatants. So the existence of these sites was officially announced when George Bush announced it in a speech about the war on terror in 2006. Uh, but these places, they've been in operation for years before this announcement was made. Um, it kind of goes back to the whole deal about how the government just reached, not so many years ago uh, announced that Area 51 was actually real. Um, but it all gets kind of hairy because basically... Um, people that are held at these black sites, as I said, um, they were heavily encouraged to talk in ways that I had previously talked about. Um, but when, like I said, when you go to the normal prison, you know, you get the right to the attorney and stuff. They don't have that right here. They don't have any legal recourse to what happens to them. And they may not make it out of their life. And this is where all the bleeding heart parts come in because as part of the Geneva Convention... Uh, the International Committee of the Red Cross has been given access to some of these black sites to make sure that the people held there are being treated fairly. What's the whole point of it then? And that's, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about because if you're, if you have truly a bad person, you need to use whatever means necessary to get them to talk. And on some of these people, they did do that. For example, there's uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. And he was one of the first big name guys that was detained after 9-11. Mm -hmm. And he was held at a black site in Afghanistan, which I think they called it the salt pit. And then after about a year, he was sent to another one in Poland. And then he was sent to one in Romania. And he finally ended up at Guantanamo Bay, which it's not really a black site anymore. Everybody mm -hmm. knows about it. Um, but at one time, I think it was kind of considered a black site. Well, when the Red Cross and a bunch of human rights people interviewed everyone, it was said that he was sleep deprived... He was slapped. He was put in stress positions. He was forced to undergo rectal rehydration multiple times, which I think you can paint the own picture for that. And he was waterboarded about 183 times. Um, He's one tough all because SOB. He, huh? He's one tough SOB. Yeah, because he refused to talk. When they took him in there, he said he's not going to talk. And he held true for a while, but they did end up getting him to talk. And he made about 31 confessions. Uh, he confessed to things like the 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center, um, or a plan to blow up the, Cana uh, the Panama Canal, or a plan to assassinate Jimmy Carter that he was involved in. Um, so, with all these human rights people, why should somebody like this be protected, 
when they're trying to cause uh, this death and destruction all around the globe, right? Because mm-hmm. the famous video of the New York Times journalists um, oh, yeah. getting beheaded when they did that, yep. guess who did that? Was that that? That, that was this Khalid Sheikh Mohammed guy. Or he was behind it. I don't know if he actually did the beheading, but he confessed to being a part of that as well. So, and this is just one guy right. who was involved in this. But those um, are big things. Huh? Those are big things. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole list of stuff that this guy had done. Um, and what about all the other guys that have been held at these sites? Um, now, I do agree that they, the human rights people, they probably do have a place in this. Like, for instance, if a guy beats his wife or something like that because she didn't have dinner on time, then obviously he shouldn't be waterboarded, right? Why not? Well, he should probably just be sent to a class on how to train her better. That is terrible. One spot I saw said that there are approximately 30 detainees that are listed as the most dangerous terrorist subjects. Um, These are held at different black sites around the globe. Uh, Then there are about 70 others that were captured and may have been sent to black sites, uh, or that may have been sent to black sites at one time or another. And then around 100 others were captured in Europe and held at sites around there. And in detaining and holding these people, there have been confessions made that have helped us to capture other high-level terrorist operatives. Hmm. So they bring these guys in, and eventually, with their enhanced interrogation techniques, they start, yeah, they start talking. Sound like a canary. Yeah. So it's said that there are about 50 of these sites located in 28 countries around the globe, and that's just the United States sites. That's not counting the other countries that have these. Um, There's an additional 25 prisons in Afghanistan and 20 in Iraq. And there's actually also been ships that were used as floating prison prisons. And there's even been airplanes that they've put these guys on that is kind of like a flying black site. They get them up there in the air, and uh, I wonder if they hold them at the door and say, like, you're going to jump. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, when you see in the movies where they hold the guys in a prisoner or in a warehouse or something like that, they grab a prisoner, and then the next scene you see him tied to a chair in a warehouse? Mm. Um, that really isn't too far from the truth. Because, like, one of the places where the people have been held um, is, I think, it, I think it's a salt pit. It's a, an abandoned brick-making factory in the Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan. Mm. And... Um, there's another one. It's at the Voice of the America or Voice of America relay station in Thailand. So it's like it uh, looks like a, a radio station relay place, but it's actually a black site. Hmm. So you go in there and you know do the old finger wag or something, and they know that you know the secret code. Hmm. Um, and for obvious reasons, I searched and searched and searched and can't really find any pictures of these sites. So it's pretty hard to explain them in any detail. But like I said, they're all over the globe. Uh, and like I said, there's been a couple of planes that could be listed as black sites. But going back to the human rights thing, um, I'm not too opposed to these black sites. And I think the sites, as well as the enhanced interrogation techniques, can serve a purpose. Um, also, if someone were to be housed in one of these places, they don't seem to care about other human lives. And it was kind of interesting because one story... Um, or a podcast that I listened to this last week as an example. So there's this FBI guy who he got in the good graces of an Al-Qaeda operative. So he was a Islamic guy himself, 
and he met this guy and was able to speak Islamic to him and he started kind of talking to him and getting to know him and stuff and so he was undercover and he got in the good graces with this guy and um come to find out this guy that he got in the good graces with was an extremist and he ended up finding about a plan that this guy had to blow up a train between New York and Montreal and the guy had figured out the way it was going to go over this bridge and it was going to end up killing all the people on board uh, then they also found out that this guy was planning a bombing in Times Square and the guy had actually taken a map of Times Square and he was going to place a bunch of different IEDs and explode them consecutively so that when he set the explosion here, he knew all the people were going to run this way and then he would set an explosion there mm -hmm. and the people run this way and he'd set an explosion there mm -hmm. so that he would basically kill as many people as he could. But... Um, he, it was just he, it, these weren't even military he just hated americans and he wanted to kill as many of them as he could so should this guy luckily he wasn't able to do any of that they foiled his plots before he got was able to do it but should he be protected from enhanced interrogation techniques um even with the carnage that you know that he was going to unleash should he be protected from not giving up his sources and all this other type of stuff when he was going to kill countless and countless number of innocent lives all for just the simple fact that they were americans pretty good well, did they interrogate him and did they give it did he give him anything because if it's if they're talk, willing to talk right and if they just spill their guts i don't see what the point is of detaining him in a blacklist but i would be like okay well i guess you're going to be sent to a blacklist and you ain't gonna like it you know what i'm saying yeah um who knows but I think once they start giving him for that's well, that's probably one of their enhanced interrogation techniques is that once a person starts giving up information, then they let up. It's for the hardcore guys that, you know, they're not going to say anything. So they just keep going at them with different types of abuse. Right. And uh, because the, there was a whole thing about the Abu Ghraib prison, which that was a big deal there for quite a while. Um, and I didn't really research it, but it was like. They did a bunch of like weird sexual stuff with the prisoners Ew, and things I like that. About that. That's gross. Don't I'm just that. saying. That's disgusting. But that's what happened. See, that's a you've closed yourself off from anything bad that happens out there. So you don't know what the real world is like. I'm fine with that. I know everything's unicorn farts and <laughs> rainbows in your mind. Ah. Um. So some of these guys, they were obviously able to, uh, you know complete their plans look at 9 11 yeah. and the thing is is it's not like the cia is just going out and grabbing somebody off of the streets they're actually grabbing people that you know have been on their watch list that they know based on intelligence that they've received that these people are doing things the only one that i kind of have a problem with a little bit is the ones where like either they pull up a picture of like their or a live video feed of their wife and their kids mm. and they say either you give us information or they're dead yeah because i mean the wife and the kids didn't really have anything to do with it so i mean torture the guy that's in there all you want but don't do anything to their family right so but i think that's an emotional oh yeah it's definitely an emotional trigger that's going to get somebody to talk well mostly i don't know i might hold back a little bit yeah you probably should and say What's option behind door number two? <laughs> and they're going to go, nothing. 
So, anyhow, that's pretty much all I had about the CIA black sites. Like I say, you can't find out a whole lot of information about them because they don't really want people to know about them that much um, that I could find anyhow. And, uh, yeah. So oh, that's... Uh, interesting. See, you learned something new today. I did. I Every did. day with me is like an adventure for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> so, um... Oh, hey. Happy birthday to my oldest sister today. And then happy birthday to my other... One of my other sisters on Saturday. And who else has a birthday on Saturday? What's Saturday? The 25th. Oh, my cousin. Yes. And didn't we have a dog that died today or something? Nope. You had it written on the calendar that there was a dog or something that died like one year ago. Not today. What day was it? I don't remember. Dexie died earlier. Hmm. But anyhow, so yes, happy birthday to my siblings, two of them. Anyhow. Yeah. And, uh... And my nephew... One of my nephews was March 18th. There's all kinds of birthdays in March. My family. Anywho. So what does your family do um, around we, August? Apparently uh, we know. Um, next week is spring break. So we might take a week off. Okay, maybe not. We've got to babysit the stupid dog probably. I know, maybe. Anyhow, um, so if you're headed out to spring break next week, be safe. Oh, and, and don't get fun. too excited about it because we were looking at the weather report. It's supposed to rain from Friday till Monday, I think. Well, if they're if people are traveling someplace else, like maybe they're going to Hawaii or Arizona or someplace. People actually travel to other places that are more than do. twenty miles from their house. They do. That's weird. I know. Oh, huh, we ought to try that sometime. We ought to try that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> okay, be safe, be kind, do something nice for somebody, and um, yeah, be safe, be kind, be courteous. Okay, hope everybody has a good week out there. Yes. And we will, um, if we don't do a podcast next week, we'll see you the week after. Okay, sounds good. Bye.